everybody. Hi, friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Allison, and welcome to Out of the Average Podcast. And today we have my friend Jamie on the pod. Um, she's a breathwork practitioner. Uh, we're kind of revisiting the topic of dreams and astral projection and how breathwork can kind of be incorporated into these things. And just like her experiences, our experiences. So yeah. it's a fun little episode. Um, so yeah, let's get weird. Let's get weird. So today we have my friend Jamie on the podcast. So Jamie, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So my name is Jamie and I have a little business called uh, Collective Inner Garden. I just went through a whole like rebrand or name change. And so um, I was formerly the Empress's Garden, but it's Collective Inner Garden. And so I'm a breathwork teacher. I teach breathwork and I'm also a Reiki healer. So I, I do Reiki. Um, a lot of the work I do with people is around like subtle body energy work. And I just love energy work. Like I'm such a geek about it. And um, I'm a geek about like the subconscious mind. And so I love supporting people in that way because I just think there's something so powerful with connecting with your energy body. And it's something that goes unvalued or unrecognized in our um, Western culture. And so I love working with people in that way because they find it so empowering. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I love all of that. I totally vibe with energy work as well because I agree it is very undervalued. It's like once you really feel into this, like the subtleness of like really tuning into your energy, like you become so powerful and what's really interesting about the subconscious mind is that we've we spoke about like a month or two ago and we were talking about our podcast and you had asked if we talk about dreams and astral projecting so that's one of the reasons that we had you on today because that's what we're going to be talking about dreams and astral projecting and this all has to do with the subconscious mind and energy um so I guess while we, let's kind of focus on your breath work first before we kind of go into like different dream experiences or astral projecting experiences. So have you ever used breath work before to like influence or manage like how you sleep at night? That's a really good question. So breath, what's really cool about breath work is it kind of always gives you what you intuitively need without really recognizing it. So some of the like effects, side effects um, from doing breath work, it can go both ways. People will leave breath work feeling really energized, feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel like super person. I'm gonna go mow my lawn. I'm gonna like do this. <laughs> um, people have become really creative. Like I know there's been times when I've done a breath work session for myself and just 30 minutes of it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I gotta paint. And then I'll paint like this really cool abstract art painting. Um, I've also had times like where I've fallen asleep when I'm doing breath work. <laughs> so I've had yeah. that happen with people as well. I've had um, that my second session. <laughs> yes. And I, I really <laughs> mortified when I woke up and our Zoom call was closed. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I fell asleep on Jamie. <laughs> I am like, honestly, like that experience, I see like someone falling asleep 
on a breathwork session that I'm facilitating is like the equivalent of like when someone cooks you a really good meal and you burp afterwards, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that was good. Like yeah. that was a really good session. Yeah. Um, and actually there might've been something going around in like the energy, the collective energy that week, because like four days before you, I was um, receiving breathwork from a practitioner I work with and I fall asleep on her too. Um, but yeah, so it can, you can, it can induce sleep because what it does um, is you're, you're moving energy through your body when you're using the active breath, like the three-part breath specifically, and it clears things, it clears stagnant energy, it clears emotions, um, which can take a lot of work, especially if you're going through stuff. Like I've found when I'm processing a lot of emotions mm-hmm. that are really heavy or experiences that are really heavy, um, whether it's my mental body, energy body, um, physical body or spiritual body, like that takes energy from us. And so um, sometimes it can induce sleep, um, especially if you do it at night. Like I like to do my breath work at night. Some people are morning people, they like to do it in the morning. Um, I've tried at different times throughout the day, but I have found that I used to do it at 2 p.m. and I would still want to fall asleep afterwards. And so I think it just really depends on your, your body and what you need. And so that relaxing part at the end where like we release the active breath and then we go into like just a restful meditative quiet state, it can really put people (laughs) under a nice sleep, which is like so juicy and it feels so restorative. And that's the most important thing about breath work is that restorative piece, um, integration. It's so important. Um, which I'm just actually thinking about the week that I, so my facilitator or my breathwork teacher, she, I remember during training, she was like, don't do too much breathwork. Like, don't, it's not something that is recommended you do all the time. And I was just like, oh, I wonder why that is. Um, I actually learned why, and this actually has to do with dreams. So this is kind of a cool little story. Um, there, when I moved home with my mom, um, so I hatched this plan in August to like quit my job and I decided to move home with my mom to like go all in in my business. And so I moved in with her and I was going through this really bad transition and feeling really emotional and overwhelmed. And I'm, I was also trying to complete my breathwork practitioner hours for my certification. And so there was like one week where I did, I think it was like, oh gosh, it was like four one and a half hour sessions of breath work in one week, which I highly do not recommend doing. <laughs> I really wow. don't recommend doing that much breath work. But what's funny is I kept just doing it. Like I'm not going to push through it. Like I'm just going to keep doing it. It's helping me. It feels really good. Yeah. And later that week, like after the, all the sessions, I had this dream with Army Hammer. I don't know if anybody oh. knows the actor, oh Army God. Hammer. Have you heard yes. about all the Army Hammer rumors that are going on right no, now? No, I haven't. That are super out of the average? cannibalism say they're out of the average they're kind of next level yeah they're like next level yeah Yeah, i don't (laughs) know if we need to bring them up on here some of them are very dark (laughs) they're very very dark but it's oh my god i didn't know if you knew that i just found it out because i love army hat well i loved i don't even know my relationship with army hammer right now because of them but uh continue continue past me would condone army hammer dreams so go for it oh my gosh yeah now I feel really differently about that because um well in the dream he was like a love interest um Ah. yeah and what's funny about it though is I was we were having like a dinner date at my mom's house which all these dreams I have usually take place my mom's house um 
have some ideas about that. But um, I kept having to use the bathroom and um, the toilet, like it kept not overflowing, but it, I would flush it and it would come up and it, it would be like the water would be at the rim. And then I'd be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I hope he doesn't notice that like I'm clogging the toilet. I don't know what's oh going on, I would freak out. And the water would just be sitting there and it would never go down. And if it went down, it would come back up. Mm-hmm. And then after I woke up, I was like, I'm doing too much breath work. Like I'm doing so much breath work that it's bringing stuff up to the surface and I'm not processing it. Like it, it's, it's just like, cause the water is emotions. Much. Yeah, cause like water is emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, the element water equals emotions, you know? Yeah. And it's true. Like I was just trying to do breath work as like a distraction. Yeah. Um, I wasn't allowing myself enough integration time, which is why in the dream, the toilet kept clogging, but it never overflowed. It would just came always to the rim mm-hmm. and sat there and then it would go down and it would come back up. And so I just thought that was so interesting. Interesting. Um, and you I have haven't. Water in your chart? If you don't mind. Do I, have, I do. I have a lot of water in my okay. chart. I have a lot of earth energy and a lot of water um so I'm a Scorpio rising and I'm a Pisces moon yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm Scorpio rising and Pisces moon I'm Scorpio oh. sun wait what's your sun I'm a Virgo sun oh okay I'm Aries sun I was about to say like what's happening right here oh, well I do have Aries in my north node though so oh that's, that's awesome cool. yeah <laughs> I think my Aries I I have north node Aries so there's a lot of so cool. going on over here yeah. But I feel I that the Pisces yeah. moon, the emotional. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. I think it's actually really cool for your chart because breathwork is so grounding, but you do process that emotion. So to, for you to ha- like facilitate breathwork and then have a lot of this grounding energy, but also have a lot of this emotional energy, it's like so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like integrative between the both of them. And I find um, that it really is, I've gotten really good feedback about it just like being a gift to hold space and breath work and I think it is because I'm so good with emotions like I had a client that um recently like they just a lot came up for them and they were crying and which I cry all the time during breath work like I did it with someone someone facilitated for me last night and I was bawling um and I am okay with that like I'm just like it's okay like we're gonna move through this together you know don't ignore your feelings because we tend, we tend to do that. We tend to just shove them under like, like the toilet, like the clogged toilet. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we just put them somewhere and let them sit or, um, cause they're uncomfortable, but it's part of being human. And it's part of our emotional body, our energy body that really needs to be processed, um, in a really loving and caring and gentle way. And so I love, I, I love breath work. I love doing breath work and I love holding that space for people for that reason. That's amazing. Yeah, it's very intimate. Yeah. Did you have a question, Megan? Oh, no. Well, my question was just like yeah. largely like about how it does influence the sleep at night, just because I was curious about it because I've only minimally practiced breath work. It's definitely something that I want to explore more personally, but um, I feel like it would be helpful when it comes to like sleeping. Like I have a lot of sleep related anxieties and I suffer from sleep paralysis on like a fairly, I don't want to say frequent, but frequent for most people, I guess. And um, I was just curious if that ever came up, like to use breath work to kind of facilitate how you are going to be like sleeping at the rest, like, and to control, like, I know you can't ever really control your dreams and everything, but then, then again, we do know that we can't, we have some influence in, in our Mm -hmm. unconscious state. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, 
um, there's so many things I want to touch on um, that you said. The first one, I will say, I feel like it's my responsibility to, um, as a breathwork practitioner, really say like the disclosure, like the informed consent piece about breathwork is if you have, if you're like, if you have certain medical conditions, it's not recommended to do a home breathwork practice. So mm -hmm. if you're pregnant or expecting, if you have, um, you know, like certain neurological concerns or disorders, um, those kinds of things, I have those listed on my website, like more mm -hmm. in depth, um, or if you have like heart issues, um, with sleep apnea, you said sleep apnea, right? Or sleep paralysis, sleep really. paralysis, sleep paralysis. I'm not experienced in working with clients with sleep paralysis. I'm familiar with what it is. Um, I think for me, um, well, just thinking about breath work and how it works is it, it's really um, turning on that parasympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. um, just like meditation would, but it, I, I think because it's an active meditation, yeah. it is a little bit easier to engage in. And so that promotes relaxation. It gives you immune boosting, um benefits and um because it's somatic healing it's putting your mind and your body like on the same level or wavelength mm -hmm. um and so that can be very just relaxing inducing um and so if you have like anxiety it's really great um yeah I mean I'm trying to think of like more specifically what I've done to help with I just, I honestly, yeah, like I, I don't try to do it, but I've had situations where before I go to bed or during the day, I just kind of think about something that's come up that I want to heal, which mm -hmm. recently I was thinking a lot about past life experiences and just mm -hmm. being really hard on myself for um, sometimes the way I am in relationships with others and started thinking about all the things that I've like wanted to fix about myself, which is not like how you should think about yourself, but I just yeah. was like, I yeah. want yeah, I want information, like, you mm -hmm. know, and then before I went to bed one night, I was like, you know, I'm just really curious, like, can you just, can you just help me out? Can you just give me a dream tonight to, like, yeah. let me know, like, what, what this is all about? Is there a past life experience I need to heal to, like, help me with this? And it actually worked, like, I actually went to bed that night and had a very, very, this was recent, this was only a couple of weeks ago, it was extremely, um, oh, gosh, like, I can't even very vivid, very um, emotional inducing. Mm -hmm. And it was like all about betrayal and wow. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio was in my dream. Like, you got all these like Hollywood hunks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even like pining over them. Like it wasn't yeah, like but... I watched a movie for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I'm kind of playing with that because I actually had a sex dream with Jared Leto last night. <laughs> and oh I'm God. like, I really I'm not, not attracted to Jared yeah. Leto at all like yeah. yeah I really don't know why he was in my dream but yeah why well, he's yeah. there I but, always think of past lives in terms in terms of like that too where it's like if you're having a dream and like there are people in the dream sometimes it's like they try to match like maybe like what a past life version looked like but it's like hmm. you grab it from like modern, modern day from what you know i don't know if well, that's the case you can't but like dream a face that you've never yeah, seen you before mm -hmm. so maybe yeah. like it just yeah. pulls like a close, yeah. a close approximation, approximation or something <laughs> yeah. like yeah the person you're thinking of yeah yes because our brains the way i think like the universe works and yeah. when I mean universe I mean like energy like yeah. um beyond time and space like um 
spirit, like, you know, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. I noticed in dreams that if there's something really important I need to know, it's always presented in a way to get your attention. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's something that, like, either an experience um, that you are, like, this feels very different from a regular dream, which is, like, where I've had dreams. We've talked about this, where I've, I feel like I've astral projected places to, like, meet um, loved ones who've passed on to, like, Mm -hmm. give me information or to help me heal something I'm going through in this lifetime. Um, That is very, very, when you experience that sensation, you just know inside yourself, like, this isn't something from my head. Um, or like, I've had a situation where like, I had a dream about, um, I remember I was like, standing in a football field, and it was like a bird's eye view. And I had short, a short, like blonde, like almost like Sia hair. Oh, like, yeah. okay. Platinum blonde Sia yeah. hair. It was like the bangs and stuff. And I kept like fussing over the way the hair looked from above. Like I was like, why am I blonde? Why do I have like a Sia haircut? And there yeah. was like, a number, a very big black number in the hair on top. Oh my gosh. And I remembered the number. And when I was processing it with a friend, she was like, why the hair? And I was like, no, I don't think it was the hair. I was supposed to remember. I think it was the number. And sure enough, the number that day, I marked it on my calendar, like the number of days from that yeah. day I had the dream, I marked it on my calendar and I just put it in like as a calendar reminder, like something weird is happening because of your dream. And it was the first day of um, one of our like new career counselors in my full-time job started. And I had like a really deep relationship with her, like before she, yeah. I love when that she you- got hired and she started that day. Yeah. Wow. I love that you like, because like, I, like, I, I find that like, I've felt messages like from dreams and yeah. whether it's more of like a, like a cryptic thing or something like that. I love that you like knew to mark down like to pay attention to like how many days it was like I love that like that was something that like came to you because I feel like I don't know it's it's, like a very particular way to have interpreted it like it wasn't like oh this number may mean something else for me or maybe I need to focus on what this means somewhere else like no you're like this is what I need to do I need to be like oh this like say 18 I have to pay attention to what something that's happening 18 days from now like I think it's so cool that you just knew to do it it's the intuition yeah it's like you're cultivating it's like the intuition of knowing what to do with the information that you're given because there's so many ways to do it but like trusting whatever way your mind gives you it's so interesting the other day I had uh, I mean you had this hair dream I guess a few years ago I had a hair dream just the other the other day um a few like a week or so ago did you have a hair dream someone messages messaged me because I had um mentioned it to someone and they were like oh I had a hair dream as well I had a dream that I had shaved my whole head and like Mm. that's not something I would ever do I'm actually growing out my hair right now I want it to get to my waist uh right now it's like in the middle of my back but I was like I I shaved my head in the dream and I was like I was like okay with it I was like oh I miss my braids like that's was like the worst of it but when I had looked up um when I had looked up like what that means it's like wanting to like really come forward with all parts of yourself and be authentic with all parts of yourself because you're like shaving I guess things that could I don't know like hide you your hair can hide you in a way 
or like it like or even like you know when we think about hairstyles and how you plan to um like express yourself in hairstyles like when you have nothing it's just you like it's just you oh, can't no. like style your hair what's also I... really interesting I'm oh, sorry I didn't mean to cut no, you off no, no, no. is that um I had a past life reading a few years ago and I've actually talked about it on the podcast but I haven't talked about this specific aspect where I was an ancient Egyptian priest of Ra and so like I talked about that but not quite what's coming um so in that past life reading he had made a really big connection to my hair because I used to have to shave my head a lot for rituals so in this in this life he's like you have like a very difficult you might have a very difficult relationship with your hair and hair cuts and um like losing your hair which I don't really struggle with that much although like sometimes I feel like I'm shedding when I I brush my hair but like I've always been very sensitive about my hair and I used to when I was a kid I used to cry all the time when I got a haircut because it was never like right and so it was very interesting to have a dream where it's like oh my god I shaved my whole head when my hair is like very important to me and I was okay with it Hmm. so wow yeah so that's amazing yeah Yeah, that's so cool I think Mm -hmm. that yeah like to me hair is about identity and yeah that's really amazing like as a child that you just knew like your child self knew that about your hair the relationship in the past life and yeah that's something that yeah that could be maybe if you do like to trim your hair or like making it making it a ceremony or 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 like a ritual or something ritual yeah yeah, honoring it and that's really cool yeah but you said you had a hair dream oh yeah it was not this convoluted though <laughs> mine was very like I make everything convoluted I, no I just think it's interesting because I think we dreamt it like about the same yeah. time and then like I kind of forgot about it yeah. I just like in the middle of my dream I needed to cut the dead ends off my hair like oh, I like needed to do it and then like my dream moved on and then like the next day I was like why like why did I have to do like I just like very I had like a crazy dream that night and I yeah. dreamt about so many other things but then the one thing I thought of that like came to me was like oh I, I had to trim my hair in my dream like it was just very uh interesting yeah very interesting but I didn't really dive into it yeah more. I figured it too. that's the thing I the kind of figured ends. that it was very straightforward like literally cutting the dead ends of my hair could mean a lot of things like very particular yeah Yeah. but yeah but I think that it's interesting too though that um so you had mentioned like I guess we could jump there like to you had mentioned astral projecting so like I want to know like if you're since uh, you're open to talking about it since you're here (laughs) um what in particular like did you first when you first astral projected and then like since then since I know you use it in the plural um did you mean to did you like purposely set out to astral project or did it just happen and then maybe since then like have you tried to astral project yeah that's a really good question I honestly I never like intentionally do these things (laughs) I mean I guess how I how I think about it is like I do use now now um I use my will like just my word basically um the something I learned as a Reiki practitioner is it's very pure and very simple and it's easy like often as people we want to make things more complicated than it really is um and so really simplifying things and just being like I want to do this tonight and not being hung up on if it works or if it doesn't just being um being aware that you're doing what you're doing already like whether you realize it or not 
um, you're doing what you need. There's a quote on my website that I have that I'm thinking I'm going to reshare on Instagram. And it's all about um, like trusting your body and trusting the healing. Um, I think it's like, no, I can't remember it because now I feel on the spot, but it's on my <laughs> website. It's like something like trust, you know, um, the work is in the healing, the healing is in the work, trust you're doing the work, trust you're, you know, healing yourself basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Cause using your subtle body is all about letting go because the subtle body does not like to be controlled. Like the control part is like more masculinized approach to energy work and energy likes to move. It likes to flow and it wants you to be in flow with it. And so I honestly don't like even talking about it. I'm like, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I astral projected, but I feel like when I say that, it would only be because if I were to tell someone, they'd be like, oh, you didn't do that. Like, that's not mm -hmm. how astral projection works. But I'm like, yeah. no, I did. Like, I know I yeah. did because I woke up someplace else. And it, it, was, yeah. feeling was, you. it was unfamiliar. Like, the, the feeling was like, I did not create this in my head. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, when you're talking about people that you create that are you never yeah. met before, but you see their faces in your in your dreams. It was like that, but it was a place. Wow. Um, okay. and I felt like I was having, like I had traveled, like I, like yeah. I had just gotten off a plane or something like that was the feeling that I had. Um, so no, I did not purposely make myself, but I will say that both of those times that it happened for me, it was when I was going through something extremely emotionally painful, mentally painful. Um, and it was around death and it was around loss and grief. Um, and so those are really heavy things. Yeah. And that is, I feel like for me, I mean, when my subtle body really kicks in, the healing work is, it just shows up for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I can so call on it whenever. I, yeah, it's very innate. It just happens. And I will also say, um, because the first time it happened, it was with my grandma. My grandma actually was an intuitive. And so mm. um, like my dad was telling me after my grandpa died, which is like, a whole other story, but I, I knew my grandpa was gone before um, I got the phone call. It literally popped into my head like a clear yeah. thought. Okay. Like, yeah, like yeah. a clear cognizance or like clear cognizance. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah. like popped into my head and it was like grandma's gone and grandpa's with her. And I was like, oh, and yeah. then I got out of the shower and I checked my phone and I had like eight missed calls from my oh, sister. And then I called her and she's like, yeah, he just passed like last night. And so I called my dad and my dad was like, you know, your grandma, she just knew she was like you. She just knew things before it happened. Um, I would like, I don't know if my grandma would call herself a kitchen witch. I would call her a kitchen witch because <laughs> she was a baker and a cook and she just designed amazing cakes and things. I had a very special relationship with her and I lost her when I was very young to cancer um at like a very traumatic time in my life when I was going through a lot of other things with my family and she was the one person that was like no matter what happens I'm there for you and then she got cancer and she died and so I had a lot of guilt around her death because I couldn't go to the cemetery I couldn't I just had so and I was young I was like I think maybe 13 years old and so there was a lot of heaviness around mm -hmm. that and I started to process that more as an adult and I was having nightmares about it like very extreme vivid scary nightmares and I don't have nightmares often mm -hmm. um but then what's interesting is after I learned about the term empath in like I think it was like 2015 or 2016 and I started really like learning about energy work and you know like all these things <laughs> that you know we talk about <laughs> um I that was when I had like my first like astral dream yeah. with her where I 
I woke up someplace that I thought I was actually literally waking up in, Mm -hmm. um, but I was still asleep, I guess. And it was like, it was like almost all made of like wood. It was like a wooden um, sets of like wooden gazebos. And I just got the feeling, I'm like, oh, she's here. And I was like walking down this like wooden boardwalk to this wooden gazebo. And it was so warm and like kind of like wet and just, it felt so ethereal. And then she was sitting in one of the gazebos and I sat in front of her and my grandma and she looked, it's hard to explain how she looked because she looked her age when she passed, but she looked ageless at the same time. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like she was glowing and she was beautiful, but she looked like how I remembered her, but just very ethereal and angelic. And um, she didn't like speak out loud to me, but she communicated telepathically to me in the dream. So I sat in front of her. And I asked her a couple of questions, very plain and simple. I said, um, is this real? And she said, yep, this is real. And I said, am I like you? And she said, yep, you're like me. And then I said, can I ask you anything that I want to ask you anytime? And she said, yes, you can ask me whatever you want anytime. And that was it. All of a sudden I was like, it wasn't even like I got up and left. Like I was all of a sudden being like pulled back. Mm-hmm. And, and then I like, I woke up and I don't know how long, um, I had been asleep and like, at what point I had that dream in the middle of the night, but I woke up the next morning and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I was like crying. Cause I was like, I just met my grandma on the other side Yeah, and I don't know where we were, but we were not like in a, in some, in a place that was in my mind. Like it was someplace else on like a different plane and I'll just never forget that experience. That's beautiful. I'm like, so emotional. (laughs) That is just beautiful, especially because you like, like what a significant moment that you Mm -hmm. just had, like that, that you had. And even it being on another plane, I think it makes it more like, like hit your heart directly. Like, because like, it's so like you are your essence is there like that's what is so powerful about I think like astral projecting too is that like you have like your your essence like especially if we consider like our mind our soul slash like whatever you want to call it it like that's the the part of you that traveled to her and I think it's beautiful because I'm not like I love that like she kind of like established that connection between yeah. you guys like that's like what you that's asked exactly. and now like now you yeah. have, you're like she's like yes I'm I'm here for you oh yeah like oh. she knew everything I was I was asking about like because yeah. I I didn't even have to say like am I like you like are you intuitive or it wasn't yeah. like a full yeah. conversation it was like we just knew what we were talking about yeah. we were on the same page and And now that you say that now reflecting back, I'm wondering, I I, like, maybe it's both, but I don't know if she pulled me to her or, Mm -hmm. um, because the, I know like the second experience I had, it happened a little bit differently, but, and maybe it's both like, and it wasn't like I went to bed that night using my willpower. Like I want to connect with my grandma on the other side. And I want to, I literally was just like, so overwhelmed with the information I was receiving and this identity change, this new way of life, the spiritual like you know growth spurt I was having that lasted a really long time like years yeah um and I just needed I needed help I needed healing I needed some someone to help me and I had I didn't feel like I had anyone at the time and and then I I was there with her and then all of a sudden I was back and I woke up and I I was so emotional but I just had so much peace and I was like I can do this life 
yeah I can do this life like this yeah. is real like that just happened um yeah. I'm gonna like let go of my left brain from now on and like you know embrace energy and embrace um all these different concepts and ideas that were so hard for me to wrap my head around in the beginning of my journey it's like you almost needed the experience to be like okay this is like this is real do you think she's like a guide for you now like a spirit guide or yeah so I feel like she's always been with me um I feel like she's definitely an ancestral guide like I know with my spirit guides they've come and gone like I I had one that I was like super besties with when I was going through um twin flame stuff like I don't know if you've talked about on the podcast but we haven't talked about twin flame stuff Mm -hmm. but maybe one day we can yeah yeah okay (laughs) I'd be happy to come back and talk about my experience yeah Um, I don't don't have any experience with twin flame so yeah it's a yeah it's a unique experience but um I had one guide that was I was working with during that experience um and I was also in twin flame coaching during that time and they were like right there with me, like, you know, holding my hand, walking through everything with me, giving me so much stuff. And then um, when I was done with that part of my journey, there was like another one that came in um, that was very different. And they were like, I'm just going to be over here if you need me. <laughs> it's like, like literally we were riding bikes and they're like, I'm going to go this way. I'll see ya. And I was like, I thought you were like supposed to be like guiding me. It's they're like but... a hands-off guide. Like, it's like yeah. a community I'm service here. one. Like I'm just gonna do as many hours as I'm supposed to do. It. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, that's like substitute teacher vibe. Yeah. Like I'm actually here and I actually know the answers, but I'm not gonna be breathing that or <laughs> Peace out. I'm gonna go down this trail and you can go down yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah. Nice talk. Bye. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. And um, yeah, that one, I was like, I don't know if they're still with me. I don't know, like, um, where they're at, but they were there and then they were gone. And so, but I would say my grandma's definitely, she's a constant. Like, I feel like she's just always been with me looking out for me. Um, maybe she's also been like, I just got this visual of her, like my team, like consulting with her, like, why is she not listening to us about this? (laughs) Yeah. Or like, how is that? Like, if we do those are all spirit themes. (laughs) yeah yeah like <laughs> exactly but I could see them like yeah. consulting my grandma about about like you know why are we bringing- the matriarch of like your yeah your- yeah and that's to- yeah. it totally makes sense like going back to the thing about water too because I'm tracing my ancestral lineage on both sides so I'm half German and I'm half Thai and I just found out this year that um on my dad's side he's a third generation German immigrant and um, my family on his side is from a very small German town. I think it's called Rostock, Germany, okay. and it's on the Baltic Sea. So it's actually on the Baltic yeah. Sea. And then in Thailand, my grandpa and um, my grandma actually were from a small village in like the like the Bay Area. Well, it's not the, not the Bay Area in Thailand, but it's like that. You know, like um, yeah. yeah, it's like that, on a bay. <laughs> on a bay. <laughs> So both of my lineages were near water, like they grew up near water. And I actually grew up in a town that is on water and I would go to the lake all the time. And I still do that today. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of fascinating, but there's a, she's a very strong figure. um, I know on my side and um, I had like an intuitive read my birth chart and with my Pisces moon, I have Jupiter like right next to it. So it's like very 
it's like expanding and mm-hmm. you know um the Pisces in me and so that intuition that expansion I feel like definitely comes from her side of the family so that's fascinating and do yeah. you mind if I ask with your second astral projecting experience was she involved in it and do you feel like you want to share the second experience yeah so this is actually very interesting um it's completely different actually so she was not involved in that one um my first love um that I had a very serious relationship with when I was in college it was kind of tumultuous learned a lot um had a really horrible breakup over it um but walked away feeling really empowered um after like two years of like crying and (laughs) everything um so my ex um when I was in twin twin flame coaching I found out that he had passed away and that ended up being like a really pivotal healing point for me because for me in twin flame the twin flame dynamic I was um born inheriting like the the feminine side of the twins there's like the the feminized um yeah. side and of course like this isn't about gender right it's about yeah, energy yeah just like um, you guys yeah. yeah 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 like the polarization that yeah. is like one they're just so, really unfortunately named like yeah right exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly or yeah. now at least we or have the unfortunate connotation surrounding it. it yeah yeah right that it's that it's with gender or gendered yeah. in that way yeah, yeah. So, um, you have born masculine, with... for people who don't know, it's more of like a sturdy, like steady, like predictable energy and feminine is more of like a flowy, unpredictable, intuitive energy. Like yeah. masculine is more logical, feminine's more intuitive. Right. And they can't, neither can exist without the other. Like exactly. they're a whole, mm-hmm. they yeah. make up the whole, just like a battery, like there's a positive yeah. and a negative. Yeah. And so I was born in this lifetime, um, with inherent, like feminized, um, energy and yeah. traits and what prompted me to do twin flame coaching was the meaning of my twin and having that mirrored back to me like whoa like all of like the underactive overactive out of balance feminine um, in me and reclaiming the masculine in myself mm-hmm. um, and so <laughs> just happens <laughs> that when I was in twin flame coaching I had this dream um, I didn't do anything to provoke this. I was just in the coaching experience going through the, the I don't want to call them modules, modules, they weren't modules, but they were like yeah. exercises that my coach was giving me around healing the masculine in my life, which is like, I've had a lot of horrible relationships with men, including like my father and my brother. And so <laughs> it was a lot of work. And the night that I had that dream, well, I found out that my ex had passed away in a car crash. And of course I had all those emotions come up again, like the really deep um, grieving emotions. And for a while, when I was working with the coach, I was like, I don't know why this isn't like, I'm not meeting him in my dreams. Like I need to see him. Like I need to process this with him. And they were like, you know, maybe you're just not ready for it. Like maybe there's like a veil over you, right? Like you're kind of subconsciously blocking yourself because you're just not there yet. And so I did all these things and I rested, I painted a picture for him. I cooked his favorite meal. I even like wrote him a letter. Um, I wrote myself a letter. I did everything that I did for him. I did for myself to like equilibrate the balance. And then two weeks later I fell asleep and I had this dream that I was in a room that was filled with water. Um, 
and the floor was like a black and white checkered floor and I was floating I wasn't drowning it wasn't scary I was just like oh I'm in water and I'm floating and I'm floating to the surface like what is happening and then all you of a sudden the hand, your dream you know it's like all those emotions up to the ceiling yeah, yeah, yeah. Was up to the ceiling and I was reaching the top of the ceiling and then all of a sudden I feel this hand grab my shirt collar and pull me up out of the water and into a boat. And then I was like, whoa, I was in a boat. My ex was a fisherman and he worked for a company called Rapala. And so fishing was like a really big part of his life. And I think he was like, um, I mean, he traveled a lot on like fishing trips to like um, market Rapala and the brand and stuff. And so he would always text me pictures of his catches and like these trips he was on. And, you know, um, we shared that with each other and Uh, so he pulled me it was him my ex pulled me out of the water into a boat and I knew I wasn't making him up in my mind that I wasn't dreaming him or some form of him because of the way he felt and his tone of voice like he plopped me in the boat and I was looking at him and he just said hey James like in this way where because our relationship ended so badly it was horrible and he also like um he ha- he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and he did not tell me that until like our second goal at the relationship. And so we had a lot of issues in our first relationship and I found my way back to him and then we had an honest conversation and I just was like, okay. But that ultimately was the reason why I broke up was because he was really struggling to manage his disorder and I was struggling to like be in the relationship. And so that was why it ended. And I always felt so guilty over it. And So all those emotions and just the tone of his voice, like reflecting back to me, I know what happened, like was just how I felt it come through. And I'll never forget, he was wearing what he always wore, like his white Hanes t-shirt and like jeans and his like black fishing Rapala hat. And we just sat in the boat and we just, we had a conversation with each other and we basically like mended our relationship. And I told him, I was like, I don't blame you anymore. Like, because when we broke up, I was like, he, all my friends were like, I lost friends over that relationship because they were like, you're making yourself a victim of him. You need to empower yourself and leave him. And the whole time I was like, no, like, I don't know what's going on. I know he's not cheating on me. I know he's not using me, but like, I didn't feel like I needed to stay with him. I just felt like there was something going on that I couldn't put my finger on. And people were like pushing and pulling me and it was mostly women actually that made me a victim of that situation that I wouldn't say I was a victim of at all. Both of us, him and I were victims of his illness is what it was. So in that dream, we were having a conversation and I just was telling him like, I see now how hard it was for you to manage your illness being a man and having this condition and like, you know, toxic masculinity and (laughs) all this stuff. And so it was extremely healing and you know, I have the details written down of like what we said to each other, but I know on my end, a lot of it was just like, I don't blame you anymore. And I I see now what was really going on. And I just thanked him for like showing up for me. And it was like, so interesting processing it in my waking life with the coach I was working with. And when it happened, because I really needed it. And you know, it's funny, or not funny, but like very serendipitous was he had been gone for five years and I had no idea. So he had passed like two years or no, it was like a year after we broke up. He had been gone for five years 
And somehow I had no idea. And then the day that I Googled him, like I want, I just was looking for his obituary. His name kept coming up all around me. Like one of my friends was talking about like a restaurant that they went to in St. Paul that they couldn't figure out the name of it. And I was like, oh, this restaurant. And they were like, yeah, how do you know that? And I was like, my ex used to work there. And even like one of my friends went to like an intuitive reader and she went to get a reading, but then they told her his name and she was like, tell your friend his name. And then, so that day I was like on the bus on the ride home and I was Googling and it's sure enough, I found his obituary. And then that just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it's interesting, like why that point in time, like he had been gone for five years and I had just been in twin flame coaching for like, I think a month or two and I was in the thick of it and the issues we had were around like healing that kind of stuff and so it's just like these things you can't make up right like the timing oh, yeah. of it and yeah, how it happened and yeah. I literally was like if that would have happened five years ago I never would have been able to heal the way that I healed through that experience because it wouldn't have made sense to me yeah, yeah. um and so I just I thank him so much. I have so much gratitude for him and his soul for coming through for me because even though in, in life, when he was incarnate, he could never show up for me, but he showed up for me through the veil when I needed him the most. And now I'm able to like, you know, move on and heal myself and help you know, other people heal themselves and be with men in a different way and see men in a different way. And that helps my outlook and my relationships with people. So yeah. That's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Because that was like both of these experiences. Thank you. They're so it's such an interesting way too, because there are so many, and like this is the first time we've talked about it on the podcast. And so it's so interesting that this is your way of experiencing like this astral projecting. Cause like I know that there are people who can like astral project and like meet like ETs or something. And so it's really interesting that like you use astral projection or not you use like not that it was like a conscious use yeah but it was like it was it was this way of healing this grief and these relationships and so do you think going forward um if if astral projecting is something that you're interested in and you want to dive more into do you think it's only going to show up in these sorts of experiences which you know knock on wood that you don't have to like experience like these these things things these traumatic things often like but um is that is that like the only way not do you feel it's the only way that it's coming through but it's like okay is that just like the astral projecting that's unique to you and then there's not really another way for you to experience it or is that some are you interested in experiencing yeah a different way piggyback off of that and say like do you want to try astral projecting in maybe less of an intense um situation like you actually put forth the will to try to actual project for something else entirely or even just to have an experience of after projecting outside of that yeah I mean that's a really good question I'm curious about it like I don't know if um and this could be just where I'm at with like my my cognitive space and my waking life yeah um that because like I'm always like be careful what you wish for because you will get it and (laughs) like I always believe that we're we never get more than we can handle but I actually just had this conversation with my therapist today because um I recently found out that my I have a family member that was diagnosed with cancer and 
I like that was the first thing that popped into my mind was oh my gosh if this person passes I can't do that again like oh. I don't know if I can go through that again because yeah. it was just so like yeah you know emotionally like um a lot and but this is also like my conscious mind processing this and you know so um I guess like I'm open to it I'm not I don't know if I'm um I don't know how I feel about like just trying it like you know willing now yeah I mean I might like later on um when I feel like I have more of like a clear head and I'm able to Mm -hmm. like you know, um, support myself more in my waking life with um, some of those cognitive pieces around like predicting what it's going to be like or controlling what it's going to be like. I don't think I'm quite there yet, but I'm very, I'm certainly very open. And of course I've had experiences with breath work where Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very clairvoyant. And so I've had experiences with breath work and Reiki when I perform Reiki that I just get visuals and they end up being symbols and things for the journey. And so um, I'm okay with, I like, I like, I'm comfortable with that. Like, I'm comfortable yeah. with being like yeah. clear, clairvoyant. That comes yeah. very easy to me and it's really fun and it's exciting. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Like I, part of me, maybe I do feel a little like afraid of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, no wonder, um, like, those are such big intense like oh like one would say traumatic almost like yeah very intense is a good word to describe those experiences so I wouldn't question why you would be maybe hesitant about trying it especially if your conscious self is like oh I don't know that I want to go to that place (laughs) like I don't know what else I want to see like or who else or who else yeah where else yeah and there's also this part too where like because I know with like the twin flame dynamic I feel like I'm very connected to my twin and I can like be where they're at but I have no proof in my waking life like yeah they're like you know on a mountain in Colorado hiking like I can't really prove that and so um I think that that's some of that stuff that gets in the way of the, the conscious mind when you're awake and so yeah yeah we'll see maybe we'll see in the future how it goes yeah I was gonna ask and like I mean I guess it's kind of piggybacking but like I wonder if there's a point and I don't know I didn't do any research into this if like you can do a breath work to kind of facilitate like an astral projection experience but I guess that would definitely depend on like the emotionally what you're going through and and a personal and a personal because like yeah like for for instance like you didn't you didn't yeah. try to facilitate astral projection at all. Like it came to you yeah. because like you needed to do it or yeah. maybe like your grandmother was reaching out to you and stuff. But some 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 people to practice, like Allison and I have tried practicing astral yeah. projecting and like a good way to do it for some people is to put yourself in a meditative state. Mm-hmm. So I could see why maybe yeah. breath work could help facilitate so it if, yeah. if like you are actually trying to astro project. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, breath work can, can totally do that. I mean, there's just, there's so many, because you're so relaxed. And yeah. I think what the pieces that I'm thinking about with breath work, and maybe you, you could speak to this too, Allison, from your experiences, yeah. like our minds want to protect us, right? They want to hang on when we're awake and when we're asleep, it's just like a free folly like we're just like you know like anything can happen in your sleep because it's just like you've you've let go of your conscious mind in some way and so um that's what happens in breath work is 
the first 10 minutes is the hardest. I always tell people when we start, we start with like a meditation of like grounding in the body. So we start with some slow, deep breaths to get you um, activated in that state, in that meditative state. And then we, we do the active breath, but like the first 10 minutes of the active breath is so challenging because your mind comes up with all these things like oh my gosh um my fingers are tingly oh my gosh like my lips are dry oh my gosh I get the hiccups oh my gosh like is this wrong am I doing it right like that's what happens in the first 10 minutes and then after the first or the next 10 minutes of the active breath after about 10 or 15 minutes of doing it your mind all of a sudden just lets go and your body takes over because you're doing this loop with the breath and then you begin to trust and so I could definitely see like doing um, some sort of session to allow people to have that experience if it was what they wanted. Yeah, I'm trying to think now too, because the first time we had, like you had facilitated breath work for me and I don't think it was astral projecting, but it also could be like my conscious definition of being like, no, that's not astral projecting. Like you were saying before, where it's like, I once I had gotten through those first 10 minutes, like I had visualized myself like on this mountain and we had talked about this and I was like shouting from the mountain. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that was almost an astral projection. Not that it was like, you know, it was a visualization. It was like, almost like, I don't even want to say like a clairvoyancy, but like, I'm like, oh, did I like astral project to like a mountain to, or like a cliff to scream? And it just wasn't like, what I would define astral projecting is, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I actually had the same experience um, when I was in my immersion weekend as a breathwork facilitator. So I did an immersion weekend with my breathwork teacher and um, we did like a 90 minute breathwork session. So it was, we were breathing for almost two hours with the active breath straight, which is the longest I've ever done. Um, Breathwork also, I didn't say this in the beginning, but it's, it's an indigenous practice. It's very very old it's very ancient and it comes like you can trace it back to almost every indigenous community across the world and so it's old right and it's it's definitely um a tool that people have used to reach higher states of consciousness and also a lot of times people have done breath work like holotropic breath work or breath work to like talk to spirit guides um and that sort of thing some some like ancient um, cultures have used breath work where they've done like six hours of active breath. Mm. Like that's a lot. Like I wouldn't do that. Like I, I was, I don't know, um, how long I would be able to do that for, but definitely six hours is a really long time. But during my immersion weekend, I had this, like similar to what you were saying, Allison, I love how you were like, who's to say that that's not astral projection. I was on a beach and I was completely naked and I had like long flowing hair. And I was just like, kind of laying like, um sitting up like and the waves were coming on me and I was pregnant but I wasn't like I was pregnant physically um yeah and I was just like like this goddess like on the beach like with like my breath sticking out waves yeah like totally in my power feeling like you know super free and at that time I had just made the decision to move back in with my mom and so to start my business and I remember processing this with a friend and she was like oh my gosh it's like you were pregnant with like the idea of your business or like yeah. your new life that you're like about to birth mm-hmm. and I was like yeah that's yeah. totally what I was about pregnant with possibilities yeah. like yeah, yeah. Like, that's beautiful yeah it felt so beautiful it gave me the confidence I needed too like I was yeah. like yes like this is what's gonna feel like when I leave my crappy job like <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I yeah. love that like these altered states yeah. like of like our subconscious mind. Yeah. Like uh I love like the how it can affect our lives so greatly. And like a lot of people don't realize that. Like even something as like quote unquote simple as a dream, like mm-hmm. just a regular dream can be so influential to like especially if you are receiving like and if you choose to receive and like work with the yeah. information that you're getting yeah it's so beautiful yeah it totally I don't have a dream journal but I feel like I should start one I know you were dream journaling today Jamie I had a yeah. dream the other day like that I was thinking about and I went on a cruise by myself and that was also very like symbolic to me it's also I'm thinking like cruise with like water like it's like there's so much water but it was like it's like embarking on like a journey like like but it's like oh I had to go by myself like sorry yeah yeah and like the vessel like holding you like what's the vessel holding you yeah I love dream journaling I I've been dream journaling actually since I was in high school like I think it was maybe 10th grade whatever grade you take psychology in I don't remember what grade it was but my in psychology instructor had us keep a dream journal for a week. And it, and it was like the first time I ever started documenting my dreams. And I'll still remember, like I had a dream about the magic school bus that like I was on and then it turned into a Subway sandwich. And then all of a sudden I was in line at school lunch. <laughs> it was just like, Love it. Dreams that just kind of like morph and they transform and you're like on this ride. And I was hooked on dream journaling ever since then. And I I love dreams. It's just like, yeah, like this, this information that you get. Um, So I've been keeping, I'm I'm not obviously like, I don't do it every day. I'm not like super structured with it, but um, it's it's something that is really important to me. So I've, I've kept dreams um, for a while. I've documented them and some of them that I, I have that are really, they stick with me. I will like look up what's the symbolism of them if I can't figure it out, but I try to like come up with my own definition or wait for more information intuitively or through like some sort of sign external sign to come um because I'm a big fan of just like you know trying to interpret yourself and um I try not to like interpret things for other people but if I get like an intuitive hit like I'll share it like in a breathwork session um because people will often experience like like I was with a client, I think a couple of weeks ago and they were like, I'm just getting this tightness in my back. And I just like, I can't, I don't know. I just feel like she kept trying to like rub her back. And after the session, um, I had brought that up to her and she had said something about feeling really betrayed from like a friend that happened last week. And I was like, well, the back is how betrayal enters our energy body. Like, it's just like the phrase, like, yeah I was like oh it's so graphic like I just (laughs) yeah that's where that I feel like that's where that phrase comes from because and we're not always aware of the need to protect our whole body like our front and our back and so we're very susceptible to like stuff coming in the back and um she was like oh my gosh that totally makes sense and so um sometimes you get hits about stuff that's going on when you're in an altered state um physically it it arises for you and then you make those connections um so yeah I'm a big fan of like taking some notes and noting how you feel like that's the biggest thing for me um and you'll know the difference between like oh my brain is just sorting stuff you know like I feel like sometimes our brains at night it's like an inbox and an outbox and it's like okay 
what needs to be worked on? Like what goes in the outbox? What needs more attention? And that's where you start having like, you know, dreams and stuff about it. But um, the emotions for me are the biggest thing that I try to know, like, how did it make me feel? Yeah. Um, uh, Like I was looking up about my sex dream (laughs) the other night because I just couldn't decode it. I was too focused on the fact that it was about sex. And I was like, what is this? And I found out that several interpretations say that it's about um because sex is like an act of like merging right like physically merging and emotionally and physically and mentally spiritually um it's about you wanting to merge parts of yourself like yeah which totally makes sense because Jared Leto was such a jerk in my dream and I was like (laughs) I was like this feminine like no oh like look like it's great and then all of a sudden he came around and he was like yeah you're right this is great and I was like this is my masculine like my masculine needs to be like supporting my feminine more because I was being really hard on myself I was last week. Say, I was like if he was being a jerk is that almost like merging with your boundaries or something you know it's like yeah we can interpret like boundaries as being like almost like mean or like being like I mean and it's not but it's like especially when you're in like such like a like a a broken like state where you're like oh like I want to set boundaries but I just can't where it's like okay you need that little bit of assertiveness to be like okay yeah yeah and like for that example it was like literally just inner self-talk like Mm -hmm. he was like I was being really hard about like my body last week and I've had that and he was like your boobs are old like you're like like no like I don't want to have sex with you because your boobs are getting old like you're not in your 20s anymore and my feminine self was like no they're still so beautiful and I took off my shirt and I was like see like (laughs) he was like he was like damn yeah like you are hot and then like we did it and it was like yeah we merged and so I was in my waking life I was like okay I need to stop being nitpicky about my body and about aging and about like my vessel and start embracing and like being gentle with myself and like really realizing how beautiful I am and yeah. how you know like everything like that so yeah so it was literally it was very literal like yeah yeah, yeah that's really but I love that you because it's funny because like bef- right before you started talking about like how you try to inter- interpret your dreams yourself I was going to ask you do you interpret your dreams yourself or do you use a book or like many books whatever yeah. like resources and stuff because I think it's so I'm cool a, I'm to, a like, master google dream google like, yeah like, Allison is like I'll say one thing about my dream she's like <laughs> like I on her phone google. like she needs to google it I always google but like it's funny because like I personally like I have very I've talked about it on the podcast before but not to you I have very 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 vivid dreams very crazy dreams usually and like I dream it's rare when I don't like remember a dream at night but like I too like I love to like try and figure out what it means for me like why Mm -hmm. did I dream this like what does this imply but I but I use like both like I also like have a a dream book that like I'll use to interpret like if there's very particular like I literally like like a couple of weeks ago I literally dreamt about like a snake coming out of it was actually not a snake it was a cat coming out of a toilet and then merging into a snake and that was like so particular and I was like I literally have no idea what this means I was like I am whipping out google my dream book and trying to interpret this because I have no clue like I cannot work with this oh my god 
yeah 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 I mean I've I've definitely had situations like that where I'm like oh like what like I'm dreaming about a button like why am I like <laughs> dreaming about like a button from a shirt like yeah, yeah there's no contact it's just like or I was listening to a podcast where they're talking about dreams and there was like one of them dreamed about a bowl of tomato soup <laughs> and then they were like sometimes maybe it's just a bowl of tomato soup and then the other person was like or it's not like what's underneath what's in the tomato soup like what's your relationship with the tomato soup which like I like going there because I'm very into that like psychological analysis um it's it's your Scorpio rising it's my Scorpio rising I I wouldn't be like interpreting I'd be like why like was it hot like did you want to eat the soup like what were you doing that's that's my Scorpio son (laughs) wanting to use Google because it's the investment like (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah I I don't google right away I try to resist the urge to like go on Pinterest or google because I think for me it's part and this is maybe the year of 2021 is like I unfollowed on I unsubscribed from a lot of coaches because I'm like no like I don't need your help like I'm doing this like I'm not doing it on my own but I'm like I'm trying to trust myself more and so um I I have some very basic questions I'll ask myself like um I'll write down like what did you notice like like if, if it was your dream I'd be like well what the cats mean to you like what did what yeah. did the cat make you feel like like what are some details that you remember what do snakes mean to you um what does the act of transformation mean to you like what does the toilet mean like those kinds of things where you're just kind of like asking like what does this mean to me like what's my experience or my relationship with what what is in the dream um and you know like you can feel it in your body when you're like oh aha like that makes sense course, right yeah. um like I know I've had dreams about like I think one night I had like a dream about a snail and I was like why am I dreaming about a snail um and I was also having um interesting things coming to me like like I have like the seashell or like the clam shell from a walk that I took on the beach it's so feminine looking and I ended up like at one point googling about these things because I just didn't get it like I had some idea that it was about the feminine or it was about something I was going through that was about feminine energy um and I think the thing about the spiral like this I didn't I didn't put this together but the spiral like is a symbol um and to me I was rebirthing myself and so a lot of that symbolism for me was about death and rebirth and transformation like the clam and the and the pearl in the clam and the the struggle like it's like kind of dirty and gross and you're like making something beautiful out of something that's disgusting like a grain of sand gets in to the clam and it's like irritating you and it like works it over over time and then all of a sudden you have something beautiful yeah Yeah. that's really cool I love it that's the one thing about dreams too is like it's so personal like how you interpret it what you're dreaming and even like interpreting the interpretations like when I do use a book I'll like find out what the straight interpretation of like let's just say like a cat is or like a toilet flushing or something like that but then like there's this whole other level of you having to then interpret what that means for you because like yeah Yeah. it's one thing to say like oh I dreamt this and I know that that means like that there's a transformation happening in my like transformation happening and it's like okay well what does that mean for yourself like why where do you see that does a transformation need to happen Mm. is it like you that has to do the transforming or are you noticing that you're like something like along those lines that's the one I love about dreams is like you could like literally like aside from the fact it's like 
you you have your own very unique yeah. dream it's so specific to you the like, subconscious yeah. is limitless yeah <laughs> right yeah possibilities yeah and it packages things I feel like sometimes it packages things that can be in a way where like okay I'm not on my toes so I'm going to deliver it kind of similar but I'm going to shake it up a little bit like I think about the different types of dreams I have like there's you know those like healing dreams where you're like astral projecting or you're meeting someone beyond the grave um and then there's like um you know like just twin flame dreams like I've had those about twin flames and yeah. lucid dreams like there's lucid dreams where yep. you're like you, you are highly aware of like I'm dreaming like I there's been so many dreams out where I've said out loud to myself in my dream I am dreaming like yeah. you know or I've like told myself like walk this way and I'm like I'm literally like in a video video game almost or like I'm an yeah. avatar yeah um and there is a book I'm reading right now because I, I think because I've been doing this for so long I just it comes very easy to me but I have been getting curious about just what is out there as far as research and resources and there's a book called um it's by Charlie Morley I can grab it I think it's called something about lucid dreams oh, I just put it back on my bookshelf because I was like I don't need this book like <laughs> I can I can do this on my own oh it's called dreams of awakening dreams of awakening dreams I'm writing that down because I'm curious yeah I mean it looks pretty cool um dreams of awakening lucid dreaming and mindfulness of dream and sleep so I'm reading this right now that's really cool it's super cool um I can't attest to the information in it yet yeah. but I know that he does have a lot of um chapters in here and it, it looks like he maybe teaches lucid dreaming like he has courses and stuff but I haven't looked this up but he talks about the basics and um science and spirituality why we dream and he has techniques and there's also his own dreams like he documents his own lucid dreams and goes through them that's awesome um I find it cool that you also use the words like about it being like almost like a game because like literally earlier today I just heard someone like I just heard the fact that like this isn't exact fact because I don't have this in front of me but um that gamers like people who game are it, they're more prone than like non-gamers to lucid dream and it's because of the fact that like like say like they're in a nightmare in particular or something like they are already used to playing games where they have to take control and like lead their journey in the game so like when they're yeah. dreaming they are more prone to be like oh no I got this and like do whatever it is that they need yeah, to do like, in press their the dream. X button or whatever. yeah, yeah. Like, which is just like a cool fun yeah. fact about lucid dreaming that I had yeah. earlier today well, and that could be maybe something that's helpful for people that are more left brain, like if they have more like, you know, that yeah. um, cognitive, because for me, like my moon is in Pisces. So I'm like in the deep end all the time. <laughs> like I'm, I'm dreaming, I'm daydreaming. Yeah, I'm I like, totally I'm super, yeah, like I'm, a, I'm an artist, I'm a poet, like I'm super creative and that's just where I live. Like that's my wheelhouse and I'm there all the time. So if you're someone who's like not in that kind of state all the time, or you don't have that in your birth chart, um, that could be something you could practice in your conscious life, yeah. in your waking state is like, like 
being more imaginative, like doing some like writing exercises, maybe where you're like scripting, I guess is that that's like one thing where you're just like, you know, what is, what is five years from now? What does my life look like? Like that's a little specific, but maybe just practice some of that. And that might be helpful. Um, Cause that like, I'm there all the time. It's like carnival 24 seven, like in my head. So yeah no I was just reading no I was just reading um I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle right now and she talks about the same exact thing where it's like if you want to like change your reality she's like you got to write about it you got to bring it into the 2D before it's 3D and so it's like even when we think about like daydreams it's like you know it's like you have to have the vision of it before it can actually come to fruition so Hmm. yeah like yeah trying to yeah manifesting yeah it's like like, yeah yeah. if you want to go into like manifestation like law of attraction with like vision boards and stuff it's like you have to physically like see it and so it's like it all plays together yeah yeah like making it real for yourself like yeah yeah I feel like like we're kind of verging into like a totally other conversation yeah (laughs) but like no the idea of like vision boards and like daydreaming and visualizing those things are that your mind does become so comfortable with seeing it that it's like, of course it's a, of course that like BMW is like part of my reality. I see it all the time. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. And you could have, you could have like um, triggers for it too. Like for me, music is a huge trigger. Like I remember I'm like talking about the pandemic. Like I remember when I used to ride the bus to work, when I used yeah. to work in person <laughs> yeah. and I would have, I would listen to my Spotify and there were just songs that would come on that would all of a sudden like transport me into like yeah. a different state of mind. So finding like what your imagination triggers are doing like inner child work that might yeah. be helpful too, because I know for me often when I'm like, um, struggling to connect with that work even though it's so innate with me like I do get times where I'm like no like I don't want to do this right now Um, which is totally fine like you need to you know ebb and flow and have a balance of things but if I'm struggling to connect with my emotions or my subtle body I'll play a little bit like I'll you know try to satisfy some of that inner child inside of me because that's what we did when we were kids before you know we were socialized like we we dreamed and we we had these you know big ideas and like just very creative and playful and so yeah that those could be things to think about is like what are some of those triggers that are comfortable for you that you can do for yourself to put yourself in that state of mind or ease that and then that will that will probably come through in your dreams too and keep track of it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's amazing I think we'll probably wrap it up here. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. else like regarding dream, breath work, astral projecting that you want to touch on? I feel like I've talked about it all. <laughs> like most of it, maybe not at all, but like I've definitely talked about most most of it. But um, I guess just letting people know that like I'm I'm here for that work if people are down for that and want support in it. Um, I love this work. I think it's so important and so powerful and um, I love creating space for it. And so I'm, yeah, and I'm open to questions too, if people have questions. So, yeah. Awesome. We'll be linking like your information and stuff to the summary. So, um, but do you want to just quickly like state again where people can find you? Yeah. So um, my business name is Collective Inner Garden. So I'm, my website is collectiveinnergarden.com. Um, I do have 
some monthly offers for breathwork that's group breathwork and so I do those twice a month and they're sliding scale um so I actually have one this weekend that I am um or on Monday actually Monday the 22nd that I'm hosting and then um my Instagram account you can find me on Instagram so I'm at at collectiveinnergarden.com on Instagram Perfect. and I'm on Pinterest but I'm like so working on my Pinterest yeah like I have a because I just changed my business name and so I have to like change update my pins and stuff but you can find me on Pinterest too at um I'm the collective inner garden so perfect That's yeah awesome. thank you so much Jamie thank you so much for sharing everything thank you for having me That was a really beautiful conversation. Thank you again, Jamie, for coming onto this podcast because I feel enlightened after listening to her talk. Oh my God. I love Jamie's energy. I, I could listen to her talk all the time. And so, yeah, it was amazing to hear her experiences, like her dreams, her analysis, um, her astral projection experiences. And um, what's up with you and now apparently Jamie having all these toilet dreams? I knew this was going to come up. I literally, as soon as she said toilet, I was like, oh my God, the toilet is the focal point of the dream here. I think that we need to have a toilet tracker dream. Yeah. Because like a toilet dream tracker, tracker. rather, because this is just a trend. Because even I had another toilet dream. Granted, it wasn't like the searching for the toilet, but whatever. It was still still a toilet dream. I've never had a toilet dream, but now I feel like I'm going to. It's going to come to you. It's being it's I don't know if you, like, talking to me for so long, I don't know. I'm going to slowly seep in toilets into your dream. <laughs> You're going to get a toilet in your dream. It's going to happen. At one point. <laughs> um, if you yeah. guys are interested, we are going to post all of Jamie's information on our website out of the average pod.squarespace.com as well as our Instagram at out of the average pod mm-hmm. and if you have any thoughts uh, feel free to email us at out of the average pod at gmail.com so in the meantime friends stay weird stay weird mm-hmm.